0: Dr. Baliga here, this podcast is on Oncometabolites and the Heart. This caught my attention after I saw a paper by Parker Skulkowski et al. in Nature. And this article is nicely uh, paraphrased uh, in News and Views in Nature titled Tumor Metabolites Hinder DNA Repair, authored by Lele Chen and Yu Xiang. Essentially, Altered metabolism and genome instability are hallmarks of cancer. This paper by skulkowski explains how three small molecules that accumulate in tumors connect abnormal metabolism to genomic problems by hindering DNA repair. At the end of the 19th century, biochemist Otto Warburg observed that tumor cells tend to use pathways of glucose and energy metabolism that are distinct from those used by normal cells. Interestingly, Hans Krebs, who described the Krebs cycle, worked in Otto Warburg's lab before he moved to Sheffield and worked on the Krebs cycle or the citric acid cycle for which he got a Nobel Prize. In his Nobel Prize speech, he thanked Otto Warburg for his mentorship it's well known that genome instability is associated with cancer and more recently altered metabolism has been rediscovered in cancer. but the, but the connecting the dots between these two processes in cancer has been underreported so far. This nature article reveals several metabolites that accumulate to high levels in tumor cells suppress DNA repair thus revealing a direct link between altered metabolism and genome instability caused by DNA damage. Otto Warburg proposed that cancer cells derive their energy from glycolytic breakdown of glucose even in oxygen-rich conditions. He postulated that this metabolic shift or oncometabolism, arose from dysfunctional mitochondria and the inability of cancer cells to carry out oxidative phosphorylation. The term oncometabolism refers to an ensemble of metabolic rearrangements that accompany oncogenesis and tumor progression. Recent advances in cancer cell metabolism, however, have updated Warburg's seminal findings by showing, for example, that mitochondrial metabolism in cancer cells is not defective. In an editorial in the Heartfiller Electronics of North America, in 2008, uh, Dr. Jim Young and myself wrote an editorial titled Energizing Diastole, where we discussed myocardial energetics. Myocardial energetics are complex, and currently there are three best understood facets, including energy substrate utilization, secondly, oxidative phosphorylation, And finally, ATP transfer and utilization. Substrate utilization or the energy that is derived from ingested food involves uptake of glucose and free fatty acids by the cardiac myocyte, the breakdown of these components by glycolysis and beta-oxidation, and the entry of the resulting metabolites into the Krebs cycle. The production of energy by mitochondrial respiratory chain involves production of high-energy ATP molecules by phosphorylation of ADP molecules and is known as oxidative phosphorylation. This process is the source of all energy reactions in the cardiac myocyte. The creatinine kinase energy shuttle is a process of ATP transfer and utilization. Perturbation in each one of these three facets of myocardial metabolism precedes or accompanies LV dysfunction. In a nutshell cellular respiration includes glycolysis which is an anaerobic process which which creates two ATP's net. The second is the Krebs cycle which is an aerobic process and that creates two ATP's and thirdly the electron transport chain which is aerobic and produces 34 ADPs, so approximately 38 ADPs are produced in the mitochondria. Sulkowski's paper in Nature reveals how several metabolites that accumulate to high levels in tumor cells suppress DNA repair, thus revealing a direct link between altered metabolism and genome instability caused by DNA damage. Mutations targeting the genes encoding the enzymes isocitrate dehydrogenase 1 and 2 results in cells accumulating high levels of the metabolite 2-hydroxyglutarate. Mutations in the genes encoding the enzymes fumarate hydratase and succinate dehydrogenase cause cells to accumulate high levels of the molecules fumarate and succinate respectively. These three small molecules are often referred to as oncometabolites because their accumulation boosts tumor development and they are structurally similar to the molecule alpha-ketoglutarate which is an intermediate in the Krebs cycle pathway and also serves as a component called co-substrate needed for the function of a family of enzymes called alpha-ketoglutarate ferrous 2-dependent dioxygenases. This enzyme family, which comprises of 65 members in humans, catalyzes a diverse range of oxidation reactions in proteins, DNA, RNA and lipids. In these reactions, alpha-ketoglutarate binds to the active sites of the enzyme to aid catalysis. However, 2-hydroxyglutarate, succinate and fumarate can compete with alpha-ketoglutarate for binding to this catalytic site and thus inhibit these enzymes. One such enzyme is lysine histone dimethylase, which modifies chromatin, the complex of DNA and proteins of which chromosomes are made. Two closely related histone dimethylase Catalyzed removal of a methyl group or or demethylation from lysine amino acid residue in the DNA binding histone, proteins and chromatin. This methylation is linked to a pathway called the homology-dependent repair or HDR pathway which means double-stranded DNA breaks. Double-stranded breaks are the most dangerous types of DNA damage. If left unrepaired, they can cause chromosome breakage and genomic instability that might promote tumor growth or lead to cell death. How do these molecules and cancer cells inhibit the repair of DNA damage? DNA wraps around histone proteins to form a structure called nucleosome. In normal cells, the enzyme KDM4B, which is a lysine histone demethylase catalyzes the removal of methyl groups from the lysine 9 or K9 amino acid residue of the protein histone 3 in the nucleosome. This H3K9 demethylation activity requires a small molecule alpha-ketoglutarate. If a double stranded break in DNA occurs, the h 3 3K9 is methylated at the damaged site and this local methylation signal recruits DNA repair factors that includes proteins. The proteins are TIP60 and ATM. These fix the damage through a process called homology-dependent repair. As a result of certain mutations, some cancer cells accumulate small molecules termed oncometabolites that promote tumor growth. So Kowski, reveal a mechanism that underlies this phenomenon in their paper oncometabolites compete with alpha ketoglutarate for binding to the the kDMm4b enzyme that is the lysine histone demethylase and thus inhibits the enzymes function this results, in H3K9 methylation across the genome. This global hypermethylation masks a lo- local spike in H3K9 methylation occurring after DNA damage and hinders the recruitment of DNA repair factors. Unrepaired DNA damage can lead to genome instability and thus boost tumor growth. In an elegant article in 2014 in the journal Genes and development, Ezra Agbe et al. uh, In a paper titled D2 Hydroxyglutarate produced by mutant isocitrate dehydrogenase 2 causes cardiomyopathy and neurodegeneration in mice, they show they generated transgenic mice with conditionally activated isocitrate dehydrogenase 2 which is an enzyme in the citric acid cycle Global induction of mutant isocitrate dehydrogenase 2 expression resulted in dilated cardiomyopathy, white matter abnormalities in the CNS and muscular dystrophy. The diseased hearts exhibited mitochondrial damage and glycogen accumulation with a concordant upregulation of genes involved in glycogen biosynthesis. Notably, mild cardiac hypertrophy was also observed in mice implanted with isocitrate dehydrogenase 2 expressing xenografts suggesting 2-hydroxyglutarate may potentially act in a paracrine fashion. They also showed that silencing isocitrate dehydrogenase 2 in mice with an inducible transgene restores heart function by lowering to hydroxyglutarate levels. Interestingly, a recent uh, article on ivosidinib, which is a novel oral inhibitor of mutated isocitrate dehydrogenase 1 approved for refractory acute myelar leukemia. There was a case report in August 5, 2019 in the Journal of Oncology Pharmacy practice where ivosidinib induction therapy was complicated by my, myopericarditis and cardiogenic shock. This suggests that these pathways, inhibiting oncometabolites, have a significant impact on the heart. Another very interesting paper on this article is from Heinrich Tagmeier's group. Uh, the lead author is Anja Karlstedt. The article was titled, Oncometabolite D2 hydroxyglutarate impairs alpha-ketoglutarate dehydrogenase and contractile function in the rodent heart. Hematologic malignancies are frequently associated with cardiac pathologies. Mutations of isocitrate dehydrogenase 1 and 2 occur in a subset of acute myeloid leukemia patients causing a variety of epigenetic and metabolic derangements. Dr. Heinrich Tagmeier's group combining mathematical modeling and in vivo as well as ex vivo studies found increased amounts of oncometabolite 2-hydroxyglutarate produced by the isocitrate dehydrogenase 2 mutant leukemic cells causing contractile dysfunction in the heart. This contractile dysfunction was associated with impaired oxidative decarboxylation of alpha ketoglutarate and a redirection of the Krebs cycle intermediates and an increase in ATP citrate lyase. The increased availability of D2-hydroxyglutarate also led to altered histone methylation and acetylation in the heart. Tagmeier and co-authors propose that D2-hydroxyglutarate promotes cardiac dysfunction by impairing alpha ketoglutarate dehydrogenase and inducing histone modifications in a manner d- dependent on ATP citrate liase. They propose that their results highlight the impact of cancer cell metabolism on the function and metabolism of the heart. Connecting Tagmeier's work with Sulkowski's work suggests that oncometabolites affect both the tumor cells and promote its growth and simultaneously hit the heart a kind of a double whammy. So therapeutic options which work on these pathways may help both the heart and the cancer. A very interesting review on The Energetics in the Heart is written by Stefan Nabuar, MD, in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2007, titled The Failing Heart, An Engine Out of Fuel. In my opinion, hypertension, diabetes, obesity, insulin resistance, all cause partial depletion of myocardial energetics, and substrates in the heart. And chemotherapy in such patients are more likely to deplete the heart more completely and result in chemotherapy-induced cardiotoxicity. So it's going to be fascinating linking the Krebs cycle and the mitochondrial energetics with cardio-oncology. Another very interesting paper in this space is by Arthi Asnani and colleagues in the Journal of Cardiovascular Translational Research titled Changes in Citric Acid Cycle and Nucleoside Metabolism Are Associated with Anthracycline Cardiotoxicity in Patients with Breast Cancer. Dr. Anna Barak was the associate editor who oversaw the review of this article. An interesting avenue of research will be whether exercise. Will alter oncometabolites and improve energetics in the cardiomyocyte myocyte and skeletal muscle. Clearly, this is very nuanced and work in progress. But every cardi oncologist needs to keep an eye on oncometabolites, myocardial energetics, carbohydrate metabolism including the Krebs cycle in the years to come. I'll be posting links to all these papers on, on www.mastermedfacts.com under the podcast "Oncometabolites and the Heart.